Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello guys, welcome to Heavy Metal Tones, uh, the first episode of 2022 with me, your metal host, Tony Evans. Um, I hope you had a good Christmas and a safe new year and uh, had lots of drink and lots of food and great presents and good family moments. Um, I really do. And uh, looking back on 2022 as in the last episode, uh, on 2021 in the last episode, this one's looking forward. Uh, but today's episode um, is based around my little jaunt I had on New Year's Day. I went out and um, no, not New Year's Day, I apologise, yesterday, the 2nd of Jan, I went out and um, went to my usual record store and picked up a, a bootleg. Now, um, it made me think a little bit about collecting bootlegs, um, uh, are they good, is it bad, um, which camp am I in? Um, now, for those out there who don't know what a bootleg is, um, prior to the internet... Um, you, if you wanted to hear music from a band uh, live, or or recordings or interviews or um, uh, demos, if the band hadn't released them, usually how you got them was with a bootleg, which was either poorly printed vinyl, um, a terribly overtaped cassette, which had been recorded millions of times from one source, um, and that's usually how you got it. Uh, now. The band made no money from these products, uh, and they a lot of the time would uh, hunt them down and, and destroy them. Uh, so a lot of the bootlegs of the 80s, 60s, 70s, and 80s are quite rare. Uh, they first started out, and the really the real first uh, bootleg at Payers is in 1969, the Bob Dylan compilation "Great White Wonder." Uh, worth a fortune now, if you can get if you've got a copy of it. Um, cause a lot of uh, consternation now um, bands these days they don't they put stuff on YouTube and in, out into the wild and they deliberately send stuff out that um, to for people to catch on to because to them it's it's an advertising tool it's a useful tool not all bands but most most 
forward-thinking bands or Steph's, you know, do little sneak previews, giveaways, even, I mean, how many times have you gone to a gig um, and got home and looked on YouTube and someone's filmed it? Well, that is bootlegging. Is it not in its rawest form, basically? Because you could take the audio track from that live video, you could put it onto a vinyl, you could put it onto cassette, you could put it onto CD, and away you go. Um, I'm pro bootlegs because without them, um, this young man here, this man talking to you now, would not have had the expansion of his musical knowledge as much as he could have done um, because you're dictated by what the studios and bands want to release. Uh, I have a lot of bootlegs in my collection. Um, Now, most of them are quite valuable. Most of them people are looking at, you know, we go, I I want that. I mean, I have a few that I wish I had still, but uh, mostly around Merulian and and Maiden and a few Jeffro Toll ones. Um, But the one I got yesterday was Maiden's uh, Live in Milwaukee. Uh, now it's it's copied from the radio. Now that's perfectly legal because it's copied from the radio. It's free to air. It's just not really allowed to reproduce it. Um, so the 500 copies that exist, are, you know, if if the band wanted to, could seize them all and destroy them. I don't think they would because it does give them a little bit of you know, extra, you know, exposure. Not that my maiden need that. Um, how I first came across bootlegs uh, were I was 13 years old and we were shopping in on Oxford Street oh no Tottenham Court Road I apologise Tottenham Court Road in, in London central London my brother knew this guy that owned a record shop uh, midway up Tottenham Court Road um, towards the Marble Arch end. and um, he had these uh, Marillion posters on the wall at the back and how my brother knew they did bootlegs, I'm not quite sure, but it was like a, a drug deal. We went in, looked around, made a quiet nod. He got out his little catalogue, showed me the different um, bootleg cassettes he had. And they were basically cassette copies of the vinyl he had with really badly photocopied green um, inlays and green paper. I really wish I still had them. I lost them years ago. Um, and they were all from some of the, you know, some of the early Marillion... Um, album um, concerts and uh, and um, demos, which I would until now would I mean now they're out. You can get them on their CD they released called uh, a few years ago, which was all their demos uh, and all their bootlegs. Um, I think they just took back control of the of the of their audio and re and released it legally. Um, but the you know the thrill of going home with a cassette playing that. And I would say to the, to the guy, have you got any new material on? And he would say, look, that's not the material. It's where they played it um, and the time they played it and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I used to sit, lie there and listen for hours and this thin, tinny, often crackly, badly recorded cassette or cassettes, I should say. Um, and then we went to the, a market in Portobello Road um, at the end of the Portobello Road market on a Saturday right at the end was where all the cheap stores were and there was a guy that had a record store and he had, all he did was bootlegs just bootleg Queen, Kiss, Iron Maiden of course I just went, I had £10 in my pocket and I bought the Marillion, a couple of Marillion ones uh, one now is valued at around about six to 700 US 
ridiculously weird. I don't know why. It's the cover. It's quite a distasteful cover with a guy with a knife at a little kid's throat. It's not very nice. It's very unruly, but the um, it's it's the first time the band played Misplaced Childhood all the way through with different lyrics at the Hammersmith Odeon, so it's a really, really important piece of historical music. It is, again, as I said, now available on their, um, on a CD, and I think on vinyl, the bootleg collection. Um, but that's how I got into bootlegs, and every time I see them, I want one more and more, because um, particularly the bands I love, because it's just another record of theirs I can own. You know, the band doesn't get the dollars, but honestly, probably the guy that produced it didn't get the dollars either. I mean, a lot of the time, they were given away for free. They were given around fan bases. You know, if you went to metal magazines and uh, a lot of punk, um, I've got a lot of Pistols uh, bootlegs uh, because, again, they were not being recorded. They hadn't record label, hadn't have a record label. So someone with a little cassette recorder was recording live gigs. Then, you know, finding a, a, at that time you could do it quite cheaply, a record plant, press two or three hundred copies, sell them to their mates and through fanzines for you know five or six pounds or even a bit cheaper because it was punk and uh, make a little bit of profit but also get the get the artwork and get their that record out um so you know um i have a lot of them and i i i do cherish them sometimes i sort of think i wish that the band was making a bit of money from it but then again bands don't make much money from um spotify now, the downside to it is, yes, that the smaller bands aren't getting their money from it. But let's be honest, most smaller bands aren't being bootlegged. It's the big bands that are bootlegged because that's where the money is. The Maidens, the Priests, the Sabbaths. The, um, in fact, I saw four Black Sabbath ones I'm going to go back and get over the next few weeks. Um, you know, uh, because there is, it's easy. it's an easy market. It's like bootlegging t-shirts is like bootlegging um, anything to do with bands uh, we put their name on it and it sells because not not everyone has the money in their pocket to buy a, a, an official t-shirt for 50 quid at a gig when they might buy it outside the gig for five pounds ten pounds right or wrong i'm not in the i'm not in the i'm not going to make any judgment there i i think it's it has a place for everything um, it has a, it's not it's not good because a band doesn't make the money, but it is good because a band gets exposure. So are bootlegs good? Um, I think they are. Do you have any bootlegs? I'd really like to know if you do. Um, so let me know if you do and what ones you like. I mean, I as I said, I have lots and lots of them. I don't go seeking them out, but if they're there next to a, an official release, I, I'm probably going to buy the bootleg. The artwork is often more fun. It's got a little bit more, I don't know, DIY punk ethic to it. They're usually funny coloured vinyls, white label, um, dodgy posters. I mean, I've got one recently from Japan with an obi strip down the side. So youngsters out there, they're listening, going, okay, I know, I know what a bootleg is. You sort of do bootleg yourself these days. You are, because you, you're going on YouTube. Um, you send it, you know, you you might copy a CD, give it to your mate. And in theory, it's some sort of respect that's quite it's bootlegging isn't it you know um you're just not making money from it um i just uh i just wish we still had that market um for modern modern bands and that sort of and i i think with the move with the movement towards i mean vinyl outsold cd again 
last year and some cassettes chasing at half par behind and cassette was a better thing to bootleg onto because let's face it you have a vinyl you put your two cassettes in your double cassette recorder and you press record a little bit of effort and you've done it you've recorded two albums and you do that a couple of times in a day you've recorded eight or nine or ten albums you know and then you photocopy the up again i'm not advocating this because it is illegal um to do this i'm not saying go and do it i'm saying i just sort of miss that diy ethic of it a little bit um and i think the thrill of having it so like when you go on discogs you try and put your bootlegs on discogs just put in your catalog and they go no we won't have it they won't allow them and that's a sort of like this little bit of um frisson a little bit of ooh, it's illegal but I, I i really like it you know um well i don't see as i said i don't see a problem i didn't go out there guys and see if you can find any that you might want to buy and give them a go honestly the band i mean people like i am made multi multi-millionaires of course we don't want to rip them off we have to pay them for their product i absolutely agree with that and i stand by it. i don't believe in illegal downloading although you're going to say Batonius is the same no it's not if you make a copy of a live album 10 copies and you give it away you or you sell it that it's 10 copies if you illegally download it in theory that could be millions and millions of copies of that proliferating around the universe and that's a slightly different thing and it's also done for a different reason people that um, bootleg or buy bootlegs because they love the album people that download um, try and do it for free and get free albums and I know lots of people like that they're not doing it because they love music they're doing it because they don't see the value in music and that's the difference if you see the value in it you'll pay for it if you see the value in it and yet there's value in bootlegs and there's value in, in, in that um, you know interview discs and um, picture discs and just it's just a way of fans being part of the process of the manufacture of music of their favourite bands um, it, I don't see an issue to it um, again, I'm sure there are people out there jumping up and down and shaking their fists at me and saying it's illegal, it's illegal, stop doing it, you, you're ripping people off. I don't think we are. I certainly don't think they are. If that's the case, then all bands should stop putting live. They should, every time someone puts a live video up of a band, they should pull it down. They should block everything, control everything. Um, there are bands out there that do that. Um, King Crimson, Queen, um, The Beach Boys, uh, to name a few, that um, if you put something of theirs on YouTube, even if you're just reviewing it, they'll block it. Uh, they have uh, serial blockers. Uh, and I think this is a, a negative thing. If if I wanted to, it comes back to bootlegs as well. If I wanted to sit down, that's why I've never really done it on YouTube. I'd, I'd love to sit down and play the song music through and then, and then review it track by track. The trouble with that is, again, here on the podcast as well, it would cost me to do it. B, the band would just pull it off. They'll just pull it down and I'll lose all my um, re- rights and um, which is a shame because we're not playing it to reproduce it we're playing it to discuss it if I put a picture up of uh, a Van Dyke or a, a Manet or a Monet up in the corner of my screen and I discuss the artwork will it get pulled down? No because it's art and music is art therefore it should be allowed to be discussed it should be allowed to um, I don't know to theorise to um, to sit down and discuss and to, and to um, intellectualize. Now I know you say, "Oh, Tony, but you don't intellectualize all music." No, but there's some people out there like myself and a band of other people that enjoy the aspect of it, and that's the reason I do this podcast because I like to see the intellectual side of music. It is an art form, and heavy metal being it is, it, people think it's just noise, but you know and I know because you're listening to this podcast that it's not. 
okay so get out there have a listen find some bootlegs if you're buying vinyl you'll find them um, and just see the difference and see if you, you go you know wasn't that bad the sound but then don't buy the bootleg and think the sounds gonna be CD quality because it's not it's recorded by someone who's got a tape recorder in their pocket with their iPhone on or or uh, or they've nicked you know they've sort of borrowed or found a way of getting the the demos from another source which is again can be illegal as well guys I mean I'm not saying you should steal people's music I've said it again anyway bootlegs are they bad no my opinion is no I think they're a much needed necessity in modern music and in music from the past I think it was the way we spread it's the way we got the um, the word out it's the way that we get and I think the word will get it's when you control completely as it's at the moment it's it's becoming dull so we need those underground bandits sometimes we really do anyway coming to the end of side one I'm going to get myself a cup of tea and in a minute we'll come back and we'll flip over and we'll talk about side two okay bye guys now you all know Benji we chatted to him a few weeks ago on the podcast he's going to come on again in a few weeks time and have a chat about ghost uh, but he's now starting up a little small business only literally a day couple of days old um, of battle jackets and patches so he's willing to sew patches on for you he's willing to organize and sort them out and design the one for you he's reasonably priced um, I'm not going to give the pricing out he'll contact you about that that's still being sorted out he hasn't even got a name for his business yet um, but he's willing to give it a go and I want you want I would love him to succeed in this so please contact me at heavymetaltones at gmail.com that's heavymetaltones at gmail.com to find out more information or go to our web uh, Facebook page at Norbum and All Things Metal that's Norbum and All Things Metal and find the post there anyway he's really good at what he does so if you want a new jacket for the new year jump on board even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back to side two, guys. So the B A side was bootlegs. B side is just going to be a ramble and a little chit chat about some things. Um, if you get here in the background, there's some thunder. It's about to thunder down, and it's been really hot. And we're having a summer thunderstorm, uh, which is wonderful. So uh, you'll hear that in the background. I couldn't ask for better atmosphere, really, could I? Now I just need to put some creepy music on. No. Anyway, side B of this delicious bootlegs um, chat uh, there is um, anyway I, as I said I've said inside aid enough I think about bootlegs not much else I can say about them um, you know go and grab one play one have fun with it again it's not hurting anyone really no one's losing anything most of the time bands have already these days and age the bootleg material you're listening to is already available anywhere and proliferate everywhere so you know make yourself smile buy yourself some funny colored vinyl some interesting picture discs some shaped picture discs some interesting artwork add it to your collection and make it something a little bit different you know anyway what i want to say and talk about in the b-side is uh, we've come out 
from Christmas and I and the charitable things that happen in Christmas and I've thought about something that I wanted to talk about a little while ago and never got around to it Tony Doolan and Jeff Dunn from Venom Inc um, and other members uh, of lots of bands released an album last year um, Sabata Nero uh, which was an album produced uh, an album of Sabbath Black Sabbath cover cover songs and it was produced to um, it was used to raise money for the first wave victims of the Italian coronavirus outbreak when Italy got absolutely hammered the first time. Um, now, I think it's still available um, in small quantities. You can get it on, you can stream it on Spotify. I did review it for uh, Metal Roo's um, online magazine, so go and check that out. I'll put a link in the thing below for you to, to um, go and read the review. I'll put a link in for Spotify down there to listen to it. But every download that you you listen to, and if you can buy the album, 100% of it, of, of the profits, go to the Italian uh, coronavirus victims. Um, there is some brilliant versions on that album. I, won't, I don't want to spoil it. I want you to read the review and make your own mind up. But the the some of the stuff on there particularly the tracks that tony plays on and jeff plays on are unbelievable i think there's also um members of nervosa uh, who now are um crypta uh, uh are on there as well and that's how i got into crypta because of that link um brilliant so i highly recommend it tony's very 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 um uh community minded he raised money a couple of years ago by uh, selling raffle tickets to win his bass guitar and a lot of other uh, so you hear the rain sorry guys Um, ephemera Um, and it was basically made uh, you could go into raffle they spun a wheel online like a digital wheel and you could win the guitar obviously I didn't win it that's fine I paid 40 US a ticket but every dollar went to um, winning uh, to families in the local community in Newcastle where Tony lives and where he's from in the UK for families who had no money so that Christmas particularly the kids could have um, toys and fun uh, for families that had lost their jobs and there was no money for them in lockdown I, I really commend him for it he got a lot of shit um, pardon my French but he did people think he was doing it for uh, ulterior mo- motives and I think that's a load of fucking rubbish I'm sorry to swear and I, I shouldn't swear on it on this but really irritated me uh, he's a good man doing good things and he's using rock and roll and he's using his own um, items uh, that he could sell for let's be honest a truckload online if he wanted to and keep the money for himself no he didn't he did it he did it for the community so please those if we're coming out of a, a charitable period look into that get your hands on it have a listen to it um don't bootleg it <laughs> don't copy it from someone's cd genuinely buy this one because this one's going to give money back to the community that where it needs to go it is a great album i gave it five out of five um not because it's just tony and, and jeff and other great musicians but generally it's a brilliantly made album they had a great teaser campaign, bringing singles out and videos out online. You can go on YouTube and see some of the um, sneak peek um, 
singles they released from it. It comes in green vinyl, purple vinyl, there's a red vinyl one, mine's green I think, for memory. They're numbered, it's a great collector's item and you know it's going for something good. Now I don't know if there's many available in the wild anymore, there wasn't many, um, but uh, I'd give it a go. So that's my charitable announcement done guys. Uh, I hope you all had a good new year. I hope you filled it with music like I do every year, with fun. Um, we played music. I think a lot of Blondie um, this particular new year. Uh, Beastie Boys, um, things like that. We played a lot of played a lot of uh, uh, Mario on Mario Kart on the Switch. Just had fun, right? I hope you all guys did. I hope you all had a cracking hangover. Or if you didn't, you were planning to have one. Or you're lucky, and you're one of those 18-year-olds that doesn't get them. You know, because in these days I get one, and uh, the week is wiped out. I have to set aside time off to um, procure my hangover. Uh, unfortunately, so you young people there chuckling away, thinking, "What's this hangover he's talking about?" You wait till you get to our age, mate, and guys, and, and see what it does to you. And it uh, opens the sluices at both ends on a regular basis. Let's just say that. Anyway. Um, I'm sort of coming to the end of this episode this week. Looking forward to the future. Uh, what am I going to talk about? I think I'm looking forward to getting more Benji on the show, more album reviews, more um, chats around different genres. I would try and push myself. I'm going to come back next week with the albums I mentioned last week of my Rose's, Rose Bernie and Other Name episode and see what albums I listen to and which ones that if I at all change my mind, I uh, already know I've made a big difference in the two Maiden albums that I chatted to you about. Uh, and that's for the positive and not the negative, which is great. So that's given me something else that I can listen to. Um, I wonder how you guys went and if you did the same thing. Remember, five albums, two columns, four and against. You know, albums that you would never listen to because you just think no, or albums that you would go, they must be good because they're by blah. Uh, pardon me, oh gosh, that's terrible. Um, but be honest, and I, it was really interesting for me to be honest. To be honest with, to be honest with you, it was really, really interesting to open my mind and think these things through. So I hope you had the same fun doing that. Um, we're going to look at. I've got a few interesting interviews coming up with famous or oh, heroes of mine uh, in the new year. I uh, can't say too much about it now, but uh, watch this space. It's going to be really exciting for um, me and hopefully for you the listeners um, I'm getting more and more people around the world listening I've got loads in America now it's growing big in America um, people in Jacksonville and Boardman like I said last time I think I said Broadman last time I apologize Boardman and Louisiana and all these places um, it thrills me that uh, people on the other side of the world are actually listening to me don't know why but they are anyway uh, have a safe rest of your week. Um, enjoy whatever you're doing. Listen to lots of music. Stay safe. Stay away from Omicron and Delta and all the other variants. And if you have got it, rest up, get better. Um, listen to music and it should soothe you, man. Okay? Uh, oh, not the mic. I haven't done that for a little while. Russell, 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 notes, notes, notes. Anyway. Time to go and get myself a new cup, another cup of tea because I'm a bit parched. And uh, we'll chat next week. Bye, guys.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.